0: are we on there you go good morning you many of you know who I am if you're visiting my name is Raul Murillo you got to pronounce it that way yes yeah, it's, it's a blessing to serve the Lord this way um, I'm usually playing the guitar and try to make a beautiful melody to our Lord Jesus Christ and it's a privilege to serve the Lord it's a privilege to pour our life for him um, I was talking with Pastor Cal. I'm like, are you sure about this, you know, my accent and all that, and, but I have a couple translators here, I think Donald told me he will be one of them, and Pastor Cal. so, so, but this is going to be good for you, so uh, when I'm reading scripture or doing anything, then you'll be able to understand what I'm saying, because you'll get used to my accent, right? So you have to listen to me for the next 45 minutes, probably, we'll go around there. But um, the title of our message today is, uh, it's... Uh, We serve God because we we serve because we love God, and um, I wanted to start with a little bit of humor, and the humor is uh, related to customer service. Okay, so if you complain to me about things and all that, please, this is nothing about you. I thought this was a great way to start, but this is about camping. How many, uh, uh, how any of you have been doing customer service? You know, they 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 make phone calls and like, yeah, why can I help you and all the stuff. Okay, so you, you might relate to some of this stuff, but this is related to camping. Okay, so here's the first one, and this is one of my favorite podcasts with Richard Ellis that I listen every once in a while when I work. Um, so it says, when camping, a small deer came into my campsite and stole my jar of pickles. Is there a way I can get reimbursed? <laughs> Please call. And they left a phone number. Escalators will help on steep uphill sections. Imagine, this person shouldn't be camping, shouldn't be outdoors. (laughs) The places where trails do not exist are not well marked. (laughs) I brought lots of sandwiches, makings, but forgot bread. If you have extra bread, leave it in the yellow tent of V-Lay. And here's the last one camping. Too many rocks in the mountains. (laughs) Pretty funny, yeah. Uh, Here's another one, uh, and this is a story. It says, I worked for a department store. I was helping out in the customer service desk one day in July. When a man came in dragging behind him a tree, it was one of those uh, artificial trees with burlap on the bottom, you know, and um, and those fake trees. um, I noticed the burlap side was all dirty and moldy. He wanted to return the tree because he had planted in March and it had no growing at all. (laughs) And he was very upset. I almost burst into laughter when I explained that it was, a, it was an artificial tree. Much to his embarrassment, he left without a refund. <laughs> and here's a true story. You know, this is one of those dad jokes. I hope it's a good one. But it says, a lady rang up and said she was having problems with her pr- printer. When asked if she ran it under window, she replied, no, but that makes perfect sense because the guy next to me has his under the window. And it works just fine. And one more, okay? This is the last one, I promise. At Disney, and and this is actually, this is true. If you go through their leadership training, they train people with this kind of stuff, how they can respond to uh, people who call. And it says, at Disney World, the number one question asked to Disney World employees out of the charts above anything else. Every employee is trained to smile and very graciously answer the question. And here's the question, okay? What time is the 3 o'clock parade? It is true. That is the number one question, and everybody is trying to say, well, I'm very glad you asked. The 3 o'clock parade is at 3 o'clock right here on Main Street. And then just going. I tell you, when you are with a bunch of kids and all that, you will think these things make sense, but you're a little bit incoherent. So, But, um, yeah, I just wanted to start with that a little bit. Again, you know, um, we tend to do a lot of those things. We're all serving our living God, and it's beautiful um, uh, that we come and serve him. This way. But I want to turn you now to uh, the real thing, which is God's Word. And if you turn your Bibles to uh, Mark chapter 10 and verse 35 through 45, I just wanted to start with this. And you can see some of the expectations, expectations of the uh, disciples. And uh, so follow with me alone. Um, I'm reading um, New King James, um, Mark 10, 35. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him, saying... Teacher, we want you to do this, I'm sorry, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. And he said to them, what do you want me to do for you? They said to him, grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your glory. But Jesus said to them, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? They said to him, we are able So Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink the cup that I drink, and with the baptism I'm baptized, with you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is no mine to give, but it is for those for whom it is prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them to himself and said to them, You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord over them and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to become, a, become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give himself, his life, a ransom for many. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this beautiful morning. Uh, so beautiful how you expose with little things. The sun is picking out, and, and uh, we enjoy your creation. Um, but it's all about you. And I pray, Lord, we pray that our lives be all about you and not about ourselves. As we come here and we empty ourselves and serve you in different ways, we pray that you be honored and that you be glorified. That's the genuine desire of all of us who are Bring the, new, the good news, and uh, so we pray, Lord, that you be magnified, you be glorified, and you be exalted, and I pray that uh, my words uh, be from you and no my own. So thank you again for this privilege and this blessing you give us to come together in freedom and just steer each other's faith. Thank you for giving us your son, Jesus Christ, Father, in your name we pray, amen. So I'm going to uh, go pretty quick through this uh, chapter, and, and uh, it is uh verses and it says verse 37 and if you if you know in your bibles you'll find the similar scripture in the book of matthew in chapter 20 and you can we can learn that it was the mother of james and john who saw jesus but it's likely that something solved themselves to encourage her to go and talk to him okay and uh, as you can see to sit on the right hand uh, you know was a position of more prominence more important, the, you know, the left rank a little bit lower. If you watch the Olympics, you see that they put the first person here, and then the right-hand side here is the, the second place, and the third place on the left. So the disciples were after something, and they just wanted the authority. They wanted to secure their place. You know, they were close to Bethlehem, and, and they were, um, uh, Jesus was using different parables, and they, uh, they may have wanted to secure their power as soon as possible. The, and in verse 38 it says, to drink the cup and to be baptized It uh, was a reference to suffering and death that awaited Jesus. Uh, and we know if you read through the scripture, James will be the first one who will be, um, you know, he, he will be losing his life for the, for the gospel. And then you have John at the, at the very end of the century. And, but they didn't all understand that. They didn't understand that. So to drink the cup and to be baptized was a reference to the suffering and dead that was awaited, Jesus. Okay? And, and you can see there in verse 38, um, but Jesus said to them, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? They said to him, We're able. So Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink the cup that I drink, and with the baptism I'm baptized with, you will be baptized. All right? And in verse 39, we see, uh, that Jesus agreed with the response, but they had no understood their commitment. Okay, they they had no understood what it takes to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. The point here in verse forty two and forty four is that um, it, it was all about authority. And in those days, the culture was, you know, we know, and the mother of uh, you know the, ma- the mother of John James came to Jesus and, "Can you please, you know, can you give the position?" on your right, you know, to, you know, next to you. And that was, like he said in verse 42, um, but Jesus called him himself and said to them, you know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be, no be so among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant, and whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave of all. The very idea is, uh, here is that they, they seek, uh, the Gentiles were seeking to exercise authority, but Jesus wants each of his followers to be a servant. The word slave here uh, signifies subjection, but uh, it's not necessarily you know, bondage. Okay, so I know many of you here are serving in different ways. Um, some of you in front of the scenes, some be, uh, behind the scenes. Thank you, Lyle, for helping with the ministry of music today. Um, I'm really grateful. Uh, my wife, she put some of these notes. Uh, uh, she put the King James by accident. And, and, the, and I was like, when I had gone through my notes, I wrote it all down. And I'm, Stephanie, can you put this together for me? Also, I'm like, o, I'm Like, what happened? I'm so glad that I'm going through this. But, you know, I, I was able to see that actual serving is ministering, right? So it, it's so beautiful to see it. And so I encourage you to do that so you can learn um, Pastor Kyle was reading Hebrews and and, and my version is it says a little bit more, a little bit less. So it's so great to study God's word. And also thank you Tammy. She helped me with a lot of stuff putting this uh, PowerPoint together. So and so many things that go in place. So if you're serving this is not for you. I mean this is, a, this is for all of us. This is a reminder why we are serving. Why we are doing what we do. Some of you are serving, you know, and the uh, outside the church in different ways so but our motives is what matters and that's what Christ that's what the Lord is after you know our heart and we're going to get there but if you're not serving what keeps us from serving what keeps you from serving okay it requires discipline you know the worship uh, team they came and told Stephanie today's my opportunity to slip in we're talking about Bible study I'm not a good morning person and, um, and, but I, I told Stephanie, I got to be there first. I got to be prepared. Second, you know, it, we're all in this together. So, but they come here Wednesday uh, after work. Some of them, they come really filthy and dirty. I don't know where he is. Uh, and they're all sweaty and all that. But they are here on time. They are. There are a couple of them. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's a sacrifice. You know, some of them, they come I remember we are going to do Bible study at 9.15. So I'm like, oh, does that mean that we need to do worship practice at 8.15? And yeah, but you know, it's rewarding. It is very rewarding. But it requires discipline, you know. And yes, there is a little bit of sacrifice. We need to discipline our bodies. But Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew chapter 16, pick up my cross. That's verse 24 through 26. If anyone desires to come after me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So point number one here, and I told Liana to be ready to help me with this. Uh, And there it is. Um, We're no servant because... We are too busy. And that's one of the main things that, that they uh, serve, uh, you know, that, that time of serving. Many times the, the barrier for serving others is selfishness. Because it's all about me, I don't have enough time. Yeah, we're all busy. We all have different sch- schedules. Some of us have different hobbies. And that, that's all good. But what keeps me from serving? Paul warns, uh, 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 Apostle Paul warns us, do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Okay, so the number one uh, reason we don't have the time or energy to serve others is that we are preoccupied with our own agendas, dreams, pleasures, with our blessings, with all those things that we long for. We're busy, okay? Only a small minority of people use their lives to serve others. But Jesus said, if you insist on saving your life, you will lose it. Only those who throw away their lives for my sake and for the sake of the good news, we'll ever know what it means to really live. And this is in Mark, in chapter 8, verse 35. Um, many of you know what I do uh, in my secular job because I, I, I serve, uh, and it's a beautiful way. You know, this is the epic time of my whole week uh, to come and, and minister with my brothers and sisters uh, such a blessing that in this I was not even planning on saying this. But in the worship team, we don't necessarily look for a skilled people. You develop the skill by doing it. But we 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 look for people who have the heart for the Lord, the heart of serving that they are we genuinely come to serve the Lord to worship God. And the skill is an extra thing; it's a great thing. Of course, we want to do like I was talking about. The, it's not about the beautiful music, but yeah, the Bible calls tells us to come and come make that beautiful melody to the Lord, play it skillfully. But that put aside, that comes out of you practicing and doing this and doing that, spending time at home, you know. So when you come here on Sunday morning, you're worshiping. If I'm asking you to worship, and I'm not worshiping one the world, I'm performing, you know. So I need to be able to worship to be an example, so you can worship, because the ultimate goal, it gets me so excited, is to hear your voices and singing, I love you, Lord, I need you, you're an amazing God, you know, amazing love, how can it be? That's so beautiful, I get the goosebumps, because I want you to worship my God, that's the whole point, right? And that's what we have to be very well theologically, in the words that we sing, you know, we don't try to use personal thoughts and all that, but we want things to come out of God's Word. All right, so so it's it's a beautiful ministry, and I know many some of you uh, uh, are are serving different ways. I was gonna get there, but um, you have uh, a different uh, thing, ways how the Lord is working in your life. Okay, so some of you are waiting, some of you are uh, uh, hoping to do a different a, a, a way of serving. Okay. Because you know that you struggle with certain areas, and that's very honorable. You know, I, that's, that, that, I love that when people come to me, the Lord is working in me, so I think this is something that I cannot do right now, but do something else. Serve the Lord. And I encourage that because something else is gonna take your time. So, anyways, going with my story, I've been super busy with uh, work. Uh, I had the opportunity to, to help with the municipal code and revise this thing and try to give my notes, and I'm like, oh my goodness. But uh, thankfully, with uh, the experience that I have uh, obtained doing what I do, uh, it makes sense. So I I wake up counting meters. I wake up thinking about this, and I'm like, "Oh my goodness, I gotta meet here, I gotta meet there." And I'm like, "Raúl, stop, stop! You're too busy focusing the wrong thing. Don't get me wrong. We're supposed to give our best in our jobs and that's what we provide, you know, to our families. But is my thought, is my main thinking?" And the real thing, and the main thing is honoring God through everything. Okay, so, so I, I want, you know, my identity to be in the Lord. Um, I, I'm sorry, Pastor Ralph, I keep bringing you, I put you here in my notes uh, to, to share, but Pastor Ralph is very well known, all right? Everybody knows Pastor Ralph. And he retired from being a pastor for a long time, but everybody knows that he's a godly man. He's a man that lives after the Lord. And that's how I want my identity. You know, I, uh, I bring in Donald again. I have a co-worker. He, works, uh, he used to work out with him. And I remember he's like, oh, do you know this guy? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. He's always talking about the Lord. <laughs> and that's awesome. That's how I want to. I don't want to come across like as a religious person, but as a disciple of Jesus Christ who loves Jesus. It's okay. I should not be embarrassed. ashamed of the gospel. All right. But I see so many people with their, you know, they are directors, they are supervisors, they are managers, and we will name it, any position. But what happens after you retire? You lose your identity. Somebody else is going to take your place. You know, I had a guy that I felt so bad, I grabbed, it was his last day at work, and I helped him to put some of his stuff in his nice car. He's in the middle age syndrome. He has the sport car and really amazing car. And all our, our young guys that would like to buy something like that. But when you get there, you probably can't afford it. And, um, but here I'm carrying his plan and putting in his back seat. And I'm like, all right, see you later. And I feel so sad. Can we do something for him? Can we, can, can we do? Uh, and he's gone. And you know he's like, you know, Raul, when I come back, um, the next thing is going to, uh, you know, my, my opinions are not going to matter you know, they're not going to matter. His identity is in his position, you know. But identity has to be in the Lord. So it's beautiful to have our identity in Christ. When we serve, we are building treasures in heaven. Our reward is not a paycheck or a great meal, a house, a car. All right. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 19 says, "...laid up your soft treasures in heaven." Do not lay up yourself treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So what's, the, what's hindering you from serving? Does church uh, ministry... Circle around your hobby about your blessing, and I picture this with a galaxy. You see the sun and the planets, and here's church ministry is circling around your hobby. Or do you schedule everything, or you think about ministry first and circle everything around it? Um, I have some good friends that they encourage me to apply in the refinery, those are good jobs. I know some of you here retire there, some work there. We were talking with a lady last night that. Her husband works there, and uh, he couldn't be there. But uh, they are great jobs, but it doesn't fit. I, honestly, it was good pay, but I was like, it doesn't fit my way of serving the Lord. Um, so I will not consider it. Uh, ministers reward and keep us accountable when we do it out of love for Christ. Um, and, and and I'm doing it for the Lord. And I know if, there's, if I find a job that makes me work on Sunday, I probably don't want to consider it. You know, I shouldn't even say probably. I want. <laughs> because God is the one who will provide. And I know that He will supply for my needs and for my family needs. All right? But we are doing it out of love. That's a great reward. When we do things out of obligation, let me tell you, we are wasting our time. We consider it's also good earning points. We're wasting our time. It's not about earning, it's not about doing all these works, it's about the heart of serving. So the question is, did Jesus come to be our servant, my servant? All right? And there is a misconception on that that, you know, we, we take that out of context. And we say, well, he, he's my servant. But Jesus was serving God, the Father, as he poured himself onto us. The same way we serve God by serving others and pouring ourselves with true love. Not the worldly love, but the brotherly love that only comes from above. Not that lovey-dovey and that, you know, uh, emotional love, but it's the true love that only comes from above. He was a great example. So whatever I'm holding, whatever I'm enjoying, is hindering me from serving. I can continue wasting my life in pleasures, vanities on this earth, but I'm not going to find satisfaction. It might be temporarily, but eventually it vanishes. It will vanish. And that takes us to point number two. And it says the other reason for no serving is sin or pride. Another key that hinder us from serving or bearing fruit in ministry is sin. Um, do you know that people tend to hide when they're in sin? I don't want to see Pastor Kyle. I'm afraid he's going to ask me about something that, you know. So I, I, I feel that I'm... I'm but that's the Holy Spirit just convicting you, you know, but you don't want to see the spiritual people because they might ask you some questions and, and then you feel the Spirit prompting you to do it. So we extinguish the Holy Spirit. And don't get me wrong, some people here, they're beautiful, good-looking people, and oh, everything is all right, so great, you know. But God sees the heart. He's the one who sees the heart. Uh, Remember in in Samuel, uh, in the house of Jesse, when David was anointed king, in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. So it was when they came that Samuel looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him, for the Lord does not see as men see. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. He knows our hearts; He knows our motives. First Corinthians chapter two and verse ten through eleven says: For the Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of men except that the Spirit except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. The Spirit searches everything. For who knows the person's thoughts except the spirit of the person? We can no hide from God. And you know what? Sin will destroy our fellowship with Him. It will destroy our fellowship. And eventually, we are just way down, gone down the road. Another uh, reason of no serving is, uh, uh, and thank you, Leanna, because I keep forgetting my little thingy here <laughs> uh, no call to serve. I am called to serve. Uh, many people have the misconception that being called by God is something only missionaries, pastors, and other church leaders experience. All right, But the Bible says everyone is called to serve God by serving others. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 13, You, my brothers, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. We're not saved by serving, but we are saved for serving. Isn't that cool? We're saved for serving. The Apostle Paul gives us some insights related, uh, and this is the basics of service. It says, number one, it says the basis of serving others is salvation. All right? Paul says, you were called to be free. You cannot serve God until you've been set free by Jesus. This is the prerequisite for serving. If you are not saved, I mean, you can be full of good works. I know people, they do good charities and all that. But you, if you're doing the name of Jesus, have you invited Jesus into your life? Are you doing it for him or for personal recognition? Until you experience the transforming power of God's grace in your life, you are too enslaved by your own hurts, by your own habits, hangs up to think much about others. There's so much going on, all right? Without the freedom of forgiveness, you'll end up serving for the wrong reasons. Trying to earn approval of others, trying to run away from your pain, trying to remedy your guilt, trying to impress God. Service motivated by these illegitimate reasons is bound to leave you burned out and bitter in the end. You'll burn out and you'll be bitter. Many times uh, I have comments and things like that and used to affect me a lot. I'm coming from a, I I was not raised Christian. I was raised in religion. And people will come and, you know, that was great, but what about this? And what about that? And I'll tell you, many times I've been wanting to quit the ministry because I've been hurt. But you know why? I said, Lord, I'm doing this for you. And he brings healing and he just, it's a process of healing eventually you grow out of those difficulties. You grow. But it's because we love God. So if you are in that position, give it to the Lord. Pastor Kyle, he was sharing the other day, we go around the world, pick up the dust of the world and all that, and we, we are not perfect. We rub each other's feathers quite often, you know. But when we see the, with the eyes of Christ so beautiful how we love each other. And when people come to you, you know, I pray for them. And I pray that the Lord may help me to love them. Okay? And that takes us to the to the to the second one. The motive of serving is love. Both says serve one another in love. This is an important key for building community. You know, we that's one of the things among the elders. Uh you can call all the, the spiritual guys and all this stuff. No, it's just because we p- try to promote the unity of the love of the spirit that 's all I, I we all we have differences and all that and sometimes we have different opinions but the beautiful thing is that we set ourselves out of the way and allow the Lord to clarify things to us and that keeps that maintains the unity among us and with with other ones who are serving in different in similar uh, ways so our main desire and the in the and For the elders is that the whole church experienced that beautiful unity. And every once in a while we poke each other and all that. (laughs) But it's good because I kind of think about what is true, what is real. My brother loves me, you know. So it's love. First Corinthians chapter 13 says, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not love, I am nothing. In other words, no matter what I say, what I believe, and what, what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Pastor Kyle was preaching on that last Sunday in uh, well, for Laos, and we, we are bankrupt without love. God is, for, is far more intense in why you serve others than in how well you serve them. Oh, if I could tell you some stories that I hear, I'm so blessed with what some people do for other people in this church body. And I'm like, oh, man, I would like to be part of that. But God put that in everybody's heart. And it's so beautiful, amazing things that some of, them, some of them you probably don't even hear about. And it's such a blessing. I know that they are not doing it for personal recognition. But they are doing it out of love for our Lord and Savior. You are more like Jesus when you are serving others. Also, Pastor Kyle brought. I'm sorry to bring you in chapter John. Uh, I'm sorry in chapter, in chapter 13 in the book of John. Uh, Jesus, after washing his disciples' feet, Jesus said, uh, "If I, then your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. I have given you an example to follow." Do I have, I have done to you as I have done to you. So the question is, I am, am I bearing fruit for the kingdom if I'm serving? Am I bearing, my way of serving, my ministry, is it bearing fruit for the kingdom? In, chapter, in John chapter 15, it says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. and it's wither, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father, is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you, abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. Am I willing to serve? Am I willing to serve? You might need some detox. You know, you might need some prayer, some accountability. You might be going through something. You might need some partnership. Am I willing to serve for the right reasons, for the right purpose? It's not about being busy. but It's about pouring, emptying ourselves for our Lord and Savior. You need to give in something to work but are you willing and I see that I'm going super fast but you'll be ready for lunch alright <laughs> so I'll get you out of here so that's what happens when I'm singing and I start reading a script. I'm confessing all my secrets here <laughs> right, I apologize sometimes I grab the scripture and I start going and I'm like what did Raul say but I'm like I'm, I can hear in the back of my head Raul breathe breathe I just told Leanna that. Thank you, Leanna. She was singing today, too. Blessing to see her serving that way. Um, And the conclusion was we serve because we love him. And I put some scripture for you to study later through the week. We serve because it's it's commanded. We serve because we're thankful. We serve because he enables us and equips us. That's why we serve. We need to discipline ourselves. You know, it's hard. Um, I've been doing this uh, diet. Actually, Rob introduced me to this diet. I never heard about it. I thought it was, uh, you know, something related with our beliefs or something. I was like, what are you doing? And it's uh, the intermittent fasting. And, uh, and I didn't know about it. I'm like, wow, that sounds brutal. And and I started doing it, and that's the only way I've been able to keep my weight. No losing weight because I eat whatever I want. But I stopped eating about 7.30, and then... Uh, now you're going to keep me accountable with that. So if you see me eating after that, I say, Raul, what are you doing? <laughs> and then about uh, 10 o'clock, 9.30 in the morning, I eat again the next day. And I was talking with my boss the other day. He's like, that's what everybody does. And we're like, no, I don't do that. I eat 11 o'clock at night and then eat again early in the morning. But, but anyways, uh, my, my daughter, she, she likes baking. And Stephanie, she stopped doing that because it's no good for us, so. So secretly, Daddy's going for sugar, and I'm like, Kylie, can you make me apple pie? And I'm like, can you make me this? And all of a sudden, boom. So I'm sorry I made her stumble. But, uh, <laughs> but you know what? If I eat after that time, then I'm unbloated, and, and the reward will be instant, but the consequence will last until tomorrow morning. I will be all like, oh, I shouldn't have eaten that. So it's not just helping me to maintain weight, but it's helping me. Uh, to to be more comfortable. But it requires discipline. Believe me, I see stuff, I'm like, I want to eat it, I want to eat it. But it's discipline. Our bodies want to do different things. Reading your Bible requires discipline. And we do out of love, but we need to discipline this body who is longing for these earthly things, who is longing to sleep. Like this morning, I wanted to sleep. I'm like, why is it so hard this morning? I'm like, oh, great. But it's beautiful. I'm here, and um, uh, some of you probably don't relate with this, but I do relate. Going to work out is one of those things that, oh, it's so hard to get there. And I have these coworkers that they're all really into sports and all that. You can do it, Raul. You can do it. And then I get there, and I'm, I come back, all oh, pump. All right. This is better than coffee. <laughs> but it was hard to get there. That's how it is, serving with the right motives. The flesh is weak. The spirit is willing. But it's rewarding. It is rewarding. There is a sacrifice, but if you're doing it out of love, the reward is amazing. If you do it out of obligation or other motives, you'll burn out. You'll burn out. So the question is, where is your treasure? Where is your heart? Jesus taught us our loving God is the greatest commandment because it will cover all other commands then loving God will automatically tie to our command to serve. Does that make sense? It automatically, you start loving each other, and you're loving out of love for our, for our Savior. It's beautiful. It is beautiful if you get to experience that. You know what I'm talking about. If you haven't experienced that, I encourage you to do that. Don't do it for other reasons, but do it out of love for Him. Now, as you, I told you, you know, if you're not saved, of course, this probably doesn't make sense. Somebody told me the other day, Raul, you should put a uh, ministry sheet for people to come and serve after your message. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not the purpose. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. But no, it's not. We used to do that before. It was great. But um, no, I, I, we can all serve God if, if we are no and communion with him and fellowship because we're doing it for the wrong reasons out of obligation so sanctification all that keeps happening um, so if you don't have Jesus I invite you to first welcome him to your heart if there is sin in you confess it come to your knees ask the Lord he already paid for his sins from yesterday today and tomorrow but he asked us to come before the throne of grace his grace is sufficient for our sins. And get to work. And I'm not telling you to do things here in the church, but in different ways. There's always a need. And do it in the name of Jesus. I don't want people to say, oh, Raul is a great person. I had the opportunity to talk with somebody at work, and he was like asking some personal questions, which I was surprised he was asking this. But I thought, everybody, you know, everybody thinks that, oh, everybody likes Raul. And if you know Raul, you can ask my wife. Sometimes I'm unlovable, you know. But it's because of Christ. Because of Christ, everybody has Ra- Raul at work and all that. People think that I, I have connections. That's because they like you and all. No, I just do everything else for the Lord not for men. So do it, whatever you are. Serve and do it in the name of Jesus. If you turn with me in the same passage, Pastor Kyle read in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 9. And we close with this. It says, but beloved, we are confident of better things concerning you. Yes, things that accompany salvation. Though we speak in this manner, for God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name, and that you have ministered to the saints and do minister. And we desire that each, of, each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end, that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through faith and patience inherit inherited promises. Something will take your place. Something will take that place in ministry in many different ways. Bible study, you don't have time for it. Something will take your place. When uh, we were courting with Stephanie, it was one of those things. We were together, and, and then we got married. And I told Stephanie, we're not going to go to another Bible study until we... Uh, I mean, we're not going to take our Friday. We gotta go to, we're not going to stop going to this Bible study until we find another one. Because I know something will take our place. It was a Friday night. And sure enough that happens. So you have to discipline yourself, even with ministry. It's okay to rest, it's okay to take breaks. But we are made, we're saved to serve. Let's pray and we close with a song and we ask the Lord for his blessing. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity you give us to do ministry for your glory. Thank you that you save us. Lord, you know that we have so many uh, things that they are not even acceptable for me to be standing here and just proclaiming your word. But because of the grace that you have borne us through the blood of our Savior, we can come here and pray directly to you, God Father. Thank you for your son who is uh, interceding for us. And thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit. So we can discern, we can understand your word. We can understand any of these things if we don't have you. So I do pray, Lord, if there's anybody here who's never put their faith and their trust in Jesus, may you open their hearts. It's not because words that I may try to persuade, but it be you, Holy Spirit, who opened hearts. You are the one who knows our thoughts right now. You know the condition of our heart. I invite you, if you haven't received Jesus or your Lord and Savior, may you receive him. Don't don't walk away from this place, living one more day without him. We are wasting our life just for this earthly pleasure. Lord, for those, if they are on the fence or they are struggling, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess your mouth, you will be saved. So we believe that you died on the cross for our sins and you have given us eternal life. We believe that you sent your only son and his grace being sufficient for my sin. I cannot save myself. And thank you, Lord, for dying for me. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding your cross. Thank you for giving me the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for giving us conviction, for giving us direction. May we live a life that honors you. May we come Always not as a consumers, but ready to pour ourselves for others as we serve you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.